Welcome everybody to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. Um, this is, uh, of course, uh, I believe it's episode three thirteen. So we've been 12. doing this a minute. Three twelve. Sorry, yeah. that that voice that well you think is God that I haven't introduced yet. That's actually Chris, <laughs> and the guy you just heard laugh. That's John. I will definitely introduce those uh, those fine gentlemen properly in just a moment. But I wanted to thank you for choosing us. And listening, uh, if you're a loyal listener, every week. And if you're new to the show, hey, what's up? Welcome home. Uh, there is no Twitch stream that would have co- accompanied this week. So for our loyal listeners that like to watch us there, there was just too much technical stuff going on on the day of recording. So uh, look for us uh, maybe next week, hopefully, if, if things are working right. Who knows? But yeah, like I mentioned, my name's Sean and I'm not alone. I always rock with my two homies when I'm here, if I can help it. And today's no different. What's up, John? I'll introduce you first, my man with the perfect pleated shirts and stuff, glasses. You look smart, sexy. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Sean? I'm uh, I'm actually doing pretty good. My my tummy's full. I had me some food before the show, which is a rare occurrence. So, you know, there is that. Well, I do want to thank you personally uh, for allowing me to experience um, you uh, walking through Chris's apartment in the dark, blindfolded. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about and thank you for being there. I'll shamelessly plug my Twitch channel. If you haven't followed it yet, come give me a follow uh, twitch.tv backslash or slash whatever it is. DJ. Hey, good. Uh, and John's referring to when I finally started playing res seven resident evil seven in VR. It was a, it was a hoot. I'll tell you that much, uh, but I won't. I was like, it's hoot. finally happening. It's, it's finally happening. happening. It's right. Fr- he got people from discord to come watch. And I did not see chat cause I was in VR land, but I don't want to uh, not shamelessly plug uh, one of our other streamer. And that's Chris, Chris, your twitch.tv is a uh, remote home life, right? That's true. That's true. So give him a follow as well. If you haven't, uh, both of us will stream separately from the channel from time to time. Yeah, um, and that's you heard him. That's my boy Chris. What's up, Chris? How you been, man? I've been in Japan gaming <laughs> because I've been playing Yakuza like a dragon, and uh, yeah. yeah, that is you like it, man. I'm liking it, but man, oh man, is that Japan the game? <laughs> it's uh, it's so funny because I was watching you, you know, speaking of streaming, you were had it on, and uh, your character, you're playing Yakuza Zero like a dragon, <laughs> right? Like a dragon, and uh, that's what I said. And uh, your guy comes running in this cutscene I'm watching, and he looks like he has a bootleg, like the Joker's outfit on. Yeah. And and your comment was so funny. You said something about like I can't help a match guy out of prison. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was true, because <laughs> you know that's what happens in these games. <laughs> something what? weird stuff and all that. Like yeah, there was a part crazy. like last night where this dude was in a wheelchair. And he just took out this EpiPen and injected himself, and all of a sudden he could walk. And I was like, "That's that's not the way that works." Um, I, I I've seen people with that condition that you don't just do that. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, well, I mean, you know, I, when I think about things that shouldn't happen, I, I I can't help it. I think about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. the classic one. And if you're like, "What do you mean by that?" and it still bothers me. I love that movie. Um, the one with Gene Wilder and when Charlie's grandpa, who's bedridden for ever, when Charlie finally gets the golden ticket, homeboy is already ready to get up and dance and go like, 
it has bothered me from the time I quite, I understood that once you're bedridden, you don't just get up and go. But then the story is not the story without grandpa. So I'm at a crossroads, ladies and gentlemen, what do I do? Do I let it bother me or do I enjoy the show? Yeah. I, I don't know what to feel about grandpa the, uh, Joe. Yeah. About his personal morals I, I don't know i don't know what to think about it <laughs> if you think about it it's like you know what i just kind of want to lay here for a while we got nothing going on he, and uh well, you, you don't think about it when you're a kid you just care about you know you know charlie oh, getting, go to the right. chocolate factory but um you know when there's when there's something involved when there's something that that benefits me i'm out of bed <laughs> oh, <laughs> i mean kind of a, he did also have charlie a, a child commit robbery with him because they stole fizzy lifting drinks like you know this guy hasn't been out of his house in 20 years or whatever what does yeah. he do the first day freaking is stealing from the ranch people's factory he's can got we, a free tour too <laughs> can we uh can we not just acknowledge that was the tightest house it really was ever it was just a bed and like a stove it's kind of my house. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say your house, bringing it back to the VR thing. I think your house may have been bigger than their house. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I am excited though, John. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Disney um, Magic Kingdom is actually bringing back fireworks, mm-hmm. which they haven't done since the pandemic. And um, I think next month, so in July, they're going to return. And it was announced they're going to get a new uh, fireworks show at Magic Kingdom to honor Disney world's 50th anniversary. So not only are they bringing them back, it's going to be a whole new, a whole new show nice. of fireworks. That As is I recall nice. during the summer, they did it every night, right? Is Am, am I accurate on that during the summertime? I, I think, I thought they did it like every night, regardless, regardless nope. at magic. Kingdom. Well, I just oh. remember being there. No. I actually okay. was there in November you when they were doing it. I, uh, I, I wonder if it, if it was, quelled at some point or limited yeah. i've been in december and i've been in uh recent here in I'm, june and no no fireworks i'm sorry i'm sorry i meant like before the pandemic right wasn't it oh yeah like, they did it every night yes yeah, it was a, every night people would flock to the middle uh right in front of magic kingdom uh the the castle yeah and actually all around the park and and the the park would dim its lights and the, the same sounds running through all the speakers, but it's delayed. So you hear it like it's supposed to be. It's kind of amazing technology. Nice. Yeah. It's if you've never experienced that, uh, even if you're somebody who's like, well, I don't care about no fireworks show. It's, it really makes you end your day at magic kingdom as magical AF um, and you, and you love it. So can I just say that in my mind, the kind of person that doesn't like fireworks is does not sound like I don't want to see no fireworks show. I mean, to me, that's <laughs> like the prototypical person in my mind that is all about man. We about to watch a fireworks blow fireworks. Some stuff up. We're talking about a show fireworks. <laughs> I'm gonna go see Wanda, big boom lady down on Highway 80, right? <laughs> I'm only gonna uh, the, the bang bang. Lady. Yeah, whatever her name is, I can't. Yeah, remember. locally, boom lady. Yeah, big boom oh, bang no. lady. Not to be confused with big boom lady. Look, We're look, about the bang bang. I lady. was trying to make sure we didn't get into a trademark violation, but you just blew past that. No, I mean we can talk about a commercial that airs and plug their business that you only see them around the, the occasions you need fireworks, and on, on a very local level, these Man. commercials run. And man, oh my goodness, man! Speaking of uh, businesses, local businesses that won't 
no one here besides our friends, <laughs> close friends that listen to the show will care about. Do you hear about Chili Tie? It might be gone for good. What? Yeah. Like both locations? Well, the our location closed down years ago. But um, I, I didn't I didn't even yeah. realize that. I, I don't yeah, know if you know difference. this, but the uh the rumor is when I got my wreck, I rolled my memory out. So that's not that's not even you know, John's nodding his head now. Who so, are you? So why is that happening? Did did did, did, did it did so it So if you remember the uh the husband passed away last year. Yeah, the right. owner and husband, yeah. The the wife uh who's been running it, she actually got COVID real bad last year. Like we're talking she got put into a medical coma type bad. Uh and it's been a huge strain on her ever since coming back uh and everything like that and you know, it's just getting really hard for her to do it and she doesn't know if there's any way for her to run the business without uh with the limited help she has now and the the ability for her body i guess to be able to handle the strain of doing it so well she needs to do what's best for her agreed it's just it's just food good food yeah but you know it, it is i'll be uh those those uh spring rolls uh the bowl that i get the uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. garlic and pepper chicken bowl it is it's so god i you guys want to go to lunch tomorrow like let's make this happen oh they're well, not open food, right now. <laughs> i tried uh i tried guthrie's last night uh, I remember yeah, that. that's a local fried chicken spot yeah it was amazing there was someone uh i think local ish that i follow on twitter and they tweeted uh i think i like at guthrie's better than i like at zaxby's and Ooh. Uh, for folks outside the states, these are these. I don't know if Zaxby's has made. It's so funny that I'm bringing this up. I don't know if Zaxby's is across the pond. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't think Guthrie's is. Uh, but you know, it, it, in our neck of the woods, you're probably. You know that saying about how you're always like, I don't know, a foot from a spider or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Whatever that said, I feel like we're like a foot from fried chicken places. Literally, <laughs> the, if I just they're everywhere. What it's got to be at most half a mile from my apartment, John, to to Publix, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's see: Popeyes, Chick Fil A, <laughs> Zaxby's, Chipotle. Uh, well, fried Chipotle. chicken. We're we're sticking with fried yeah, chicken. Here. Fried chicken. Um, and then if I probably went half an, a mile down, if I if I just went past the bridge. Then I'm on uh, what you call it, making uh, uh, Guthrie's, the new Guthrie's location. Guthrie's, you're yeah. by. It used yeah. to be a KFC was really close to there. Like it's, it was all on the strip. Yeah. Well, if I'm if I'm going by just last night, my first experience, it mm-hmm. is better than Zaxby's. Is that where the picture of you and your wife uh, posted that y'all were at? No, no. that was. Oh no, no, <laughs> no that was uh, that was my Father's Day brunch. Mm. Oh, oh yeah! I'm glad you brought that up because um no great. Father, no Father's Day just <laughs> happened so uh, happy Father's Day belated. I did tweet that out so I mean, uh, and this is coming from a guy who had no real dad in his life, you know, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did have a stepfather who I thought in my heart is my dad. Mm-hmm. He has passed, and I love him to death. So, um, yeah, I get it. You know. Just if you are dad, just be a good dad. Damn it. Can I say that, Chris? Sure. <laughs> That's fine. 
I'll let you out and post. Yeah, it's fine. Just post a whole. I love everyone. That's what it's gonna sound like in post. <laughs> just replace <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna clip that in every five minutes. Just just have that play randomly. That's, that's Sean's take on the whole show. Whole show. Sean's just gonna be like, yeah. So I thought with Ratchet and Clank, and then just comes in. I love everyone. Everyone. <laughs> uh, Chris, um, yeah, you you brought this up to me earlier today. Yeah. Uh, apparently. All of the world's Atlanta Hawks fans are now surfacing because the Hawks have made the final yeah. in the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, how's like, that gonna? <laughs> I was I was there the last time Atlanta basketball was meaning meaningful, right? I watched Dwight Howard destroy the Hawks in the playoffs. Uh, playoffs with a couple of friends of ours, right? Um, and through the years, I've never really once heard a huge roar from the Atlanta fans, even when Trey uh, Trey got drafted. I ain't hear huge. It was kind of like, oh yeah, he's good, but yeah. I mean, that's not what we need on our team. For a while, vibe. for a while, it was. Oh, remember that time you drafted Luka Doncic and traded him for Trey? Good move, Atlanta. Um, but uh, but uh, you know, I haven't heard anything as far as fans. But all of a sudden, they beat Philly, and everyone on my Facebook page suddenly became Hawks fans, which is cool, you know. Think y'all are gonna lose, but y'all had a good year, so enjoy it. But you better uh, and, be back next fall. I better you, not you see you eat your words. Yeah, you may eat your words. You never know. Uh, I, I didn't think it. they'd win their series against uh, the Sixers. I really didn't. Um, it probably helped. They, they they won. It probably helped that the point guard and the other team had a mental breakdown. It, it appeared. <laughs> So, yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, not to be left out. Soccer fans, the Euros and the Copa Americana America are still going on. Sorry, uh, and I mean, it, just keep watching the tournaments if you're a fan. There, it's brilliant soccer. I'm sad though, and um, I just want a little bit of re- like for you guys to re- relate to me some rel- relatability. So, my favorite player in soccer, and the reason I like a team that I've brought up on this podcast before, Tottenham, uh, is Harry Kane. Such an English name, right? Harry Kane. He's a fantastic striker. Isn't that the but name of your Richard? It at one point, surprisingly enough, fun it was. fact: it's uh, Michael <laughs> Michael Kane's son. Uh, it was the Kane. time I I did a remix and blended Harry Potter with Big Daddy Kane, and we got Harry Kane. That's what happened. And so henceforth, it was named that. See, Big Daddy Kane is the name of my. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's been in what? So in soccer, they don't have like a. Uh, it's not the same as trading like in the NBA, NFL, that kind of thing. They do transfers and there's a transfer window and this, that, and the other. So he's rumored to be leaving my beloved Tottenham. So I'm, I don't know. Is it okay to like just a player, which made you like the team or do you have to carry on to like the team? No, I'm that way with LeBron. True. I, I, I feel that a little bit. I was that way with Michael Jordan. I haven't liked the Bulls since he left. Yeah, so, you haven't liked the Wizards since he left it. I, I never liked the Wizards, just like Michael Jordan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now there's news coming out that these clubs in the European Soccer League are offering uh, hundred upwards of almost $140 million uh, plus, like, players. like So basically trading players for this, for this Harry Kane guy. I want him to say so bad, but who knows? Who knows? So that's... John's got that look on his face. That's enough about sports, huh? Huh? No, just enough about soccer. Oh, so, uh, uh, hockey's could, going on too, John. Uh, we we could bring him back to basketball. 
talk about the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sports, John's faith. But no, in all in all honesty, it's it's a good. There's so much going on in the world of sports. Hopefully, you find something and you like it. Um, kind of like I found and have enjoyed the first. Like I'm like I found this um, first two episodes of Loki, dude. I'm I'm digging that show. Man, uh, I started that show and I turned it off. No, no, no but it's it's only because the Roomba got going. Ah, uh, <laughs> and I couldn't hear the I couldn't hear the dialogue, so I I just stopped it and I forgot to go back to it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into that. It was it was amusing me. I, I watched it for like the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, I found it very amusing. It had the it's almost like it had the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe going on. A little bit in a in a weird way it does. Uh, Loki's a <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty big character and he's been in all of the uh, that showed it showed the list of the movies he's in he's he's a big name in a movie so they've got arc archive like video stuff that only marvel can pull out from those movies that fit with his show yeah and they do that right off the jump in the first episode it's fantastic mm-hmm. so i'm anxious to see where this goes kind of what they're doing there's a uh, uh, one good theory out there i've seen What's that? At least with the TVA. The theory is that the TVA is loaded, located in the quantum realm. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> because time doesn't really apply there, right? Right. And that's kind of what they implied on the show. So that is the one theory I've seen that I was like, hmm, that could be right. I did see a clickbait type situation on Yahoo. I believe it was Yahoo. That said, also there's an Easter egg hiding in plain sight. Yeah, uh, and it usually happens when they're in the area that Loki and Owen Wilson go to a lot, mm-hmm. and apparently it's just there. Okay, and I don't want to click on it because I don't like viruses on my computer. You have <laughs> computer hate, and or right, and or but yeah, um, I did have some sad news to report for Lego fans. Um, Lego Boba Fett has fallen off the windowsill and he's everywhere and I'm devastated by it. Keep so remember you out. talking about this early. I was yeah, totally is, paying attention to it. Yeah, this is the light was coming in my room. So I was like, maybe I can just push the, the blades up instead of down. Let me go ahead and twist no. the thing. And completely forgot uh, that Lego head Boba Fett was there. Well, just don't let Ginger eat any of the pieces. She's she's banned from my room because I'm currently rocking a different headset that is half working uh, because she ate straight through the wire. Scrape. of Straight through the wire of my uh, my gaming headset. Oh, dear Lord. Yep. So sorry. I was uh, and, and, and for dog owners or animal owners, you get this. We're sitting here. I got some I got some music vibing. I'm hanging up Star Wars stuff on my wall. For my Star Wars wall, you know, yeah, and I'm feeling good, right? It 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 has nothing to do. I'm going to say this, and you're going to think it does. It has nothing to do with the fact that the wife and the kid were away, oh, and I was jamming. I don't get to do that a lot in my room. Um, and I look over, and Ginger just she's got the wire in her mouth, having the time of about, her life. And about the time I look at it, she bites one more time, and the wire one half drops Snap. from her jaw. <laughs> And I went, you got to be kidding me. And then they do the thing. It's so pretentious as a dog. They can't help it. 
I say bad girl. So she drops the other half and then starts licking her lips like, but I don't give any Fs because it was good. I'm like, you seriously just go sit there and lick your lips? Damn straight. It, this <laughs> be. But yeah, so I'm probably going to, after the show tonight, uh, probably going to run down. I was going to take advantage of Amazon Day, but I think by the time you hear this, it's over. Is that right? It Amazon be. Deal Day? Well, yeah, if you didn't do it tonight. Prime Day ends at midnight on, on Tuesday. So if you hear this on Wednesday, which you will, you hopefully you got your stuff. Because <laughs> if not, that's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, uh, anything else, boys? Uh, anything um, else happen? Anything I, you want to add to the intro? I do want to add this. Um, All right. I finally got around to watching uh, The Leftovers on HBO. Which, oh, I was going to say, what is that? It's a it's a really cool show. It's it's by good old Damon Lindelof. So for those who watched Lost or last year watched The Watchmen, um, it's three seasons, and it's basically it's the idea is that um the world all of a sudden one day on I think it was like October fourteenth, right? Two percent of the population just disappears with no explanation, and it's gone, and then it picks up like three years later, right? Of People going through that, like imagine, you know, all of a sudden you're just sitting there and, you know, your wife, pop, gone. You have no idea where she went, why she went or anything else. What does that do to the world and all that kind of stuff, right? And it's an interesting exploration. Um, but I I bring it up because, you know, the leftovers, I, I was not expecting this like when I finished it the other day. I know the final episode of Lost gets a lot of flack from people, right? And we can argue good or bad on it. I like it because they all died on the plane. <laughs> I like it because yeah. the emotional stuff, right? The characters. But I get like there are people don't like the flow of it and, you know, bad luck versus Jack and all that kind of stuff. But I have to give it to Damon Lindelof because if that's his low point now... I'll go on the record and say both the I said it last year with the with Watchmen and it's just as true with the leftovers if not even more so. Those are probably two of the best series finales I've ever seen to shows and that includes Breaking Bad. So, you know, if you want a really good payoff and some really good drama, go watch it cuz like the last 10 minutes of that show is crazy just like getting what you get from him. And what he does. So it sounds like it sounds like what happened when Thanos did the snap, but I'm sure Marvel had that idea way before the show. (laughs) Is it possible the show was influenced by that? No, no? this is a it's based off a book. So when was the book written? Years ago. (laughs) Uh oh. Yeah. But no, uh, Uh I mean, like, it's good because, again, he's just he's gotten very good of like, I don't give you every answer you want, but I give you enough that you feel satisfied and you're you can kind of then be like this is what i think not this is what is right but i can't i I don't want to ruin it but if you if you haven't if you've ever thought about it like seriously people for years have been telling me to watch the show and i finally did it i was like wow that's really good and it's not too long it's only three seasons 10 episodes so if you wouldn't have said three seasons and 10 episodes that you would have got a (laughs) um but yeah i mean you've never told me about this i don't think yeah I've been doing it low key. Yeah, you have. Low and I, 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 I kind of feel some way about it, but it's probably fine. I'm Ron uh, Burgundy. Yeah, I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, but we do have a, a topic coming up 
Uh, Chris, do you think we're pretty good on intro time, or do we hit yeah. at least the 15 yeah, minutes that we like to get? Yeah, we're like 24. We're, right, whoa, <laughs> we are well done. Let's tighten this up and get ready for, um, you know, uh, a great topic, I think. I'm excited to hear about it. Maybe. And we have arrived, like we do every week, to the topic time. Uh, whether you fast forwarded to this part or you listen to that, uh, I'm going to say it. It's an epic intro, like it always is. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, and without further ado, what I'm going to what I'm going to do that doesn't go well. Need to work on that next time. Uh, is hand this over to Chris to introduce the game, and let's get this topic going. First try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the topic is. Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart. It works. It's nice. It works. Yeah, thought so. So uh, this is a game with Ratchet and Clank. And <laughs> they uh, they get rifted apart. News. Um, and then uh, and then you know some shenanigans happen. There's a uh, there's some guns, and um. Yeah, that that was it. Platinum, got it. Um, <laughs> nothing. Well, we know that was important to you for you to get out. So, ah, John, this yeah, was we, this was your second most anticipated game of this year. I went back and checked. That's because there's only two games that have come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. it, it does. Uh, it I, I was dude i was so close to just just the i don't even just why tip? am i scared to say why am i scared to say just the tip uh because the game looks i've watched a ton of, of stuff about this game currently i'm watching a youtube video of a part one gameplay because mm-hmm. i like to do that when we talk about things and it just and having recently tried to replay ratchet and clank one like the first one the first redo from 2015 believe it or not and that game holds up tremendously this game though, Rift Apart, looks from a graphical standpoint amazing. I so, think, um, I think that's probably the strongest point to it. Um, that people, <laughs> and it's a three. <laughs> Calling it now. I, I think, like, for anyone who bought a PS5 for since November, has been sitting around going, like, why do I have this thing? When am I actually going to see something that takes advantage of everything this thing can do? I would definitely say this is the one you've been waiting for, right? Because within the first 10 minutes, just watching all the visual stuff going on uh, around Ratchet and Clank and the explosions and how the crowd and uh, what's that city called at the beginning from the original game? I can't remember it. Cloud City? Sure, let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, seeing that opening scene to then... Even the the way the final uh, levels are and how like big and crazy they kind of get like that's the highlight. You putting this thing in ray tracing sixty frames per second is beautiful. I'm sure it's just as beautiful if you go to thirty frames in full four K. Um, and it probably is fine without 
the ray tracing and, and just knowing that you're going to get 4K 60 frames per second. But if that's what you've been waiting for and like also the combination of the advantage, I guess, of, of dual sense, if that's been something you enjoyed, this is it. You know, here here is a nice preview of what's probably coming down the pipe for for Sony games as far as technology when everything is hitting and they don't have to worry about other consoles and all that. They can just focus all their resource onto this. This is probably what you're going to get going forward. Would you, would well, you well, say that seems true to you, Jonathan? Well, before John answers that, he can let him get his thoughts together. I want to say I put all my thought and effort into finding out the name of the first planet, Chris. Okay. And it's Planet Velden. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. John, you may proceed, sir. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> No, if the if the promise, if the I don't know, if if the if the relevance of this game, if there's anything that stands out the most, it's it's like Chris said, this is this sort of delivers on on a lot of the promises of 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 the PS5 technology. And I I think uh, from 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 menu screen to gameplay it's going anywhere between six and 10 seconds mm-hmm. to get into the game. So it's just, it's, it's really, really quick. Um, as, as far as, as far as what it does, it, it's like, Shauna, this is one of these games that I think you would actually, um, finish. Yeah. Less, I mean, I agree much less like, yeah, because it, it's a, it's a building. It's a, it, it's, it, it builds and it builds and it builds. And sometimes it feels like you, some of these levels are literally, roller coasters um in the literal sense of the term um i get what you're saying so (laughs) it's just so chaotic and and just frenetic and everything is just hitting on it's just firing on all cylinders um to where sometimes you have to just take a breath um it's almost it almost reminds me of 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 the old set pieces from uncharted two and three Oh really? Just, That's they're just they're just all over the place, and plus there's a mixture of kind of gameplay elements from, you know, I, I would say, and it's not like other other games haven't used this idea before, but um, kind of the Portal series where it just you go through this temporal vortex and you're completely in a new area. But I've never seen a game that you, I mean, you can tell what they would have wanted to do. I don't know that they could do it. As the game, when I say this, when I was starting the game, the first few planets, I was like, why couldn't they just put this on the PS4? Not that I wanted them to, because, you know, move on. But it seems it seems to me as the game was progressing and all this technology, all these all the gameplay elements, um, the riffs and everything, the more they did it. It made me feel like, yeah, maybe the PlayStation 4, even the PlayStation 4 pro might struggle with with how quickly um these these riffs happen you're getting thrown through them um i just i just feel that there's i think i think that this wasn't just a promise of the ps5 this was we can't put this on the ps4 um graphically speaking and technology wise i've just never seen it done that that beautifully before that being said, as beautiful as this game is, and some are calling it the most beautiful game they've ever seen, maybe so, maybe not. Behind all that really gorgeous graphical fidelity are some threads 
um, the, I've actually, I actually ran into a game breaking glitch where I, I died and I would come, I died by sort of slipping through the, slipping through the, um, what's that? How do you how do you phrase that? Slip through the world kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I floor. respawned. I respawned in an area of the map I I had not seen yet because I hadn't progressed that far. But I was <laughs> I was sort of doing this thing, this motion where you I'm glitched. Still falling. Yeah, you glitched. Yeah, but but so I backed out of it um, and just I shut off the game and went back in. And when I went back in, it was still doing it. I oh, was no. dying, respawning, dying, respawning, dying, respawning. I could not get it, so I had to go to a previous save and load that and start over from where I. So that was a pretty glaring glitch. I don't know, if, Chris. I don't know if you've experienced any glitches, but I would get stuck behind blocks. That things, weird things would happen um, in the game. That's just sort of that just sort of showed the threads mm-hmm. of an otherwise absolutely gorgeous Pixar looking game. Yeah. Um, but it almost seems like it could, as as well as it plays and as good as it is, it could have used maybe a few months in the oven true um to just sort of you know iron that stuff out i don't know i don't know how your gameplay experience was i didn't fall through the floor um but i did have two crashes and as you said there were there would be instances where i would jump trying to get something or dodge something in land on the stone and all of a sudden i tried to jump or move again and all of a sudden i'm stuck Um, I would say the good thing about it is being next gen and all that, you just reload, I would just reload the level and it's like, okay, one second later (laughs) and I'm back in it and it's not, you know, the game saves so freaking often that you're, you don't really ever lose a lot of progress in it. Right. Um, but yeah, that there are definitely some bugs where I'm like, okay, it's pretty clear. They just won this game out by June. Right. Regardless. And I don't know if it need like three months, but yeah, it, it would have been nice to know if they put a build out and just been able to have QA testers for a month, go over it and say, this is happening and report it back to them. How many more of the bugs they could have gotten out and say like 30 days. Right. Yeah. Um, it's weird too, because I don't recall any bugs in ratchet and clank i don't recall Mm-mm. any bugs in either of the spider-man games huh? yeah. spider-man bug but um you know i know that's not i know that's not the entire library of insomniac yeah. games but they've just um they're usually uh, i'm not low. saying this wasn't so polished but you know for the other three games previous releases i just i don't remember experiencing anything that jarring or glaring or obvious yeah i mean i think the one thing I did keep in mind with this is that I really feel like this game, the reason why it's coming out now and the fact it is exclusive to PS five is primarily, I think of it as insomniac is testing their systems for the next Spider-Man game, right? They want to see how does this work? Where do we have issues within PlayStation five's architecture and such when we do certain things so that, when we get to the next one, we know what our limitations are. We can get the game done in a shorter timeline. And more than likely, we don't have to wait for the next generation to put the final game of this trilogy out. It can be kind of like how Batman Arkham City was, right? Where that came out and then about two, three years later, 
here comes uh, Arkham Knight, right? We can wrap this up, kind of, so to speak. So I, I would Never. imagine. Wait, what? <laughs> I'd imagine that's what the goal is here, right? Like, so that Spider Man can come out and say 2023, and then the sequel to that could be out by 2025. <laughs> In, it's almost you, like they're testing for the multiverse in Spider-Man. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I see the limitations on this elsewhere, um, which is that while I see a really pretty game, it seemed to me the trade-off for that was I didn't see a lot of innovation. And I didn't see a lot of them, even the things that they pulled in, mainly the rifts being the big thing here, right? Um. I didn't see them using them in a clever way outside of maybe one um, compared to what I was hoping from. Right. So that's, that, that's my problem uh, with it. It wasn't so much technicals as it was. It's not that it's bad. I mean, it, the, the gameplay is fine. It's just that I was like, I've done this. And this feels like something I've done for as long as Ratchet and Clank has been around. And I don't feel like there's anything really fresh here that made me go, ooh, I, I really like this. And I can't imagine Ratchet and Clank existing without this outside of new characters that are introduced in this, right? Like that was the more memorable thing to me uh, on this game as opposed to the gameplay. Because it, it, it's typical. It's like, hey... <clears throat> Be ratchet, go get guns, get bolts, trade bolts in, get new guns, <laughs> level up guns, you know, <laughs> and repeat and just keep doing that. Right. Like that, that's been the formula for a long time for ratchet and clank. Um, and then have clank go do puzzles and give exposition. Um, and that's all here again. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it to me was just like, okay, it's, it's a fun thing, but it wasn't, I wasn't mind blown by anything here, uh, specifically yeah, wa- the riff stuff. Watching the uh, the kind of mechanics, the intro part of the game, uh, you're quickly brought to that point, like you said, where just like in the first one, the bolts and the weapons and so like, mm-hmm. I, did, was there any cooler weapons introduced? There is um, an awesome one at the end. I will say that without spoiling it. So you got to um, wait to the but like. Like even in the first one, pretty early on, you got access to these pretty cool weapons, and it, it could mm-hmm. really cater to your playstyle if you wanted. Uh, it looks like some of them got different skins. It, do they kind of still play the same as the first one? Does that make sense? They're definitely. I mean, there are a couple of returning ones, but there are also definitely unique ones in this. Like, there's one where when you shoot them, they basically turn into shrubs <laughs> and bushes, and then you can just they go. get polymorphed into uh, yeah. horticulture. You know, um, <laughs> there's another one that shoots out a little uh, toad fungus thing and he just goes and starts shooting uh, whatever's around him. But to me, it was like that with the guns, it's like there's never, for instance, there's never a boss where you're like looking in your repertoire of guns and going, oh, I need to use this. It's more of just, OK, I have ammo for this. Let's hit him because I know this is a powerful gun. Let's start with this. We'll use those. And then we'll consistently like whittle down to the to you know the ones that do less damage, or if I need a high amount of uh, shots being fired consistently, right? It will do that, and I'll replenish my heavy hitting ammo as I can as it generates on the level. 
it, it's never like where you're going like, oh man, I'm really glad I got the shotgun because I need to do this thing with the shotgun right now. And I have a huge <clears throat> benefit for having it. So, I mean, I don't know about you, John. That's just how it was for me. I was just kind of switching through guns, leveling them up, not really caring which one it was because they all do pretty good damage, um, especially as you get more powerful. I don't know. I, I experienced that uh, gameplay like that a, di- a little differently. I guess it's just maybe it's just the way I play Ratchet. Like, for example, if you've got this big mech mini boss that you're trying to, do, you know, take down and, and around him is running around these these lower minion characters. Yeah. It's like you take that you take that gun, you turn everything around that mech boss into shrubs to allow you to focus more. So there's like these weapons that help you with crowd control. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you could take more focus on, onto the big mech guy. So, so the shrub gun, I'm calling it the shrub gun. That's yeah. not what it's called. It's like that. I, they should have effing called it that. I'll tell you yeah. that much. It's like, but you know, I don't know. That's I just the remember. kind of the way I approach <laughs> combat with ratchet. I, I use weapons here to do something to the crowd while I'm focusing on a heavier target. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite weapons from the previous game was the one that just made everybody dance. It's like the disco, like mm-hmm. a disco ball would fall from the ceiling and, and the enemies would start dancing. Then therefore you could start wailing on your enemies. Sean's um, Sean Singer, like they stole that from WoW. Maybe they did. <laughs> so <laughs> I they, did yeah. think that. So, I mean, the, I just, uh, to me, that's one of the hooks of the game. That's what makes the gameplay so phenomenal. Is it different? I don't, I, I guess not. I mean, you've probably played more ratchet games than I have, obviously. Yeah. Um, but to me, the, the, the selling point is the, the, the gameplay, the great story, um, the, the gameplay and, and mechanics are, are the best that they've ever been. I, I think the set pieces with the riffs and using those rift threads, those, those yellow rift threads that pull you different to different parts of the area are a, are good tools to utilize when you're getting overwhelmed in combat. So, I mean, they did it. I mean, I personally think they did it in clever ways and, um, you know, at certain parts. Um, but, you know, it, Naughty Dog's, you know, modus operandi never changed. I mean, it really well, never did. Their gameplay never changed. Their shooting never yeah. changed. It was it was it's more just, about the story. Yeah, that's you know about the story. And when yeah. it comes to the story of this game, the story is is really uh, you know great. You know, um, I agree. So so when it comes to that, I mean, you know, Sean, I don't know. You, you probably you know when you're introduced to Ratchet in the first game, at least the first game on PS4, you're immediately introduced to the idea that this Lombax is pretty much alone. In, in the universe. I mean, there's yeah, nothing, yeah. there's no one else like him. And these riffs in the second game are these dimensional riffs where you discover there's another Lombax in another dimension. And you, and basically the, the gameplay style is, um, you know, you switch between characters. You don't, you don't get a choice necessarily of, of which one you operate. This Lombax goes to this world to do this this Lombax goes to this world to do this. And eventually they meet somewhere towards the end of the game to, you know, put yeah. all their work together and they finally meet, but they're in contact with each other. It's just that they're sort of, they're working together, doing, going off and doing separate missions. Yeah. And, you know, you can basically do for the most part, do anything within relative order that you want to, once you've been to a world. Um, But, you know, it, it's, it's a, 
telling the stories of these two Lombaxes just really, really hits a, a good storytelling beat um, consistently throughout the game. It would have been nice if they, if, if they weren't necessarily, I don't know, clones of each other. Yeah. That's the thing. I um, like. Because whatever you do, wh- whatever you do when your ratchet affects immediately affects the upgrades for rivet. Yeah. Uh, which is the, which is the uh, female Lombax, but they're both, she, he, she's a great, she's a great compliment to ratchet. And I can see them doing some DLCs and maybe spin off games with her. She's, you know, I, I think, I think, that, I think her creation is is relatively successful. Yeah, I, uh, I, I usually try to call a spade a spade, so I got to say, is that a pretty big spoiler? If it is, it's fine. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's in the advertisements. No, okay. she's not. There's another character that I like too that would be a spoiler, but I think yeah, yeah like Rivet and and the other character and even the bad guys uh and some of the especially some of the side characters you meet along the way uh are quite memorable some some are not as much like the ones that are more parodies of what is in ratchet's world i didn't like as much but like there's like little bots that you'll meet that their personality just shines through so well <laughs> that's great and memorable um i don't know if you've met juice yet uh, mm-hmm. yeah the robot that was working with juice was great <laughs> it's like sometimes i lay him out and he just wants to kill me isn't that great yay <laughs> um but uh yeah i'm with you in the sense of, like i really like rivet as a character like she was great um what i didn't like again was as you said like she's pretty much just a clone like she's there's nothing that makes her distinct like in this she's game, mecha- she's mechanically a clone. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I mean like in the sense of everything you do in this game, it's not like, it's not like when you played miles Morales versus when you played regular Spider-Man where sure they're shared things, but like there are distinct things to miles Morales, right? Especially mainly in the venom attacks. And then even going back to naughty dog, right? For all of us who played last of us part two, being going through the game as Ellie or Abby, sure, it's as harrowing as it is for regardless which one you're playing as, but they also play very differently, right? Abby's big and strong. She has certain weapons that only she uses, whereas Ellie's like making shanks and coming up <laughs> and stabbing people in the neck with them, right? Like they each have their kind of little unique things that are akin to them. It was like that in the first game too, right? Like when you played as... uh Ellie versus in those few levels versus Joel, it was kind of a little bit different, you know, in, in terms of how you approached it because you're not a grown man. Um, I wish there had been more of that. Like I wish like, whereas maybe ratchet is like ground and pound and all that kind of stuff. Maybe she, had been, <laughs> yeah. like, I wish, she, <laughs> I wish she had been like someone who was like maybe faster, like really speedy or something like something was like, you know, even like going to Mario where, Mario jumps one way and Luigi is much more floaty, you know, or tails. Kind of like how Mario one played versus like when Mario two was introduced and they introduced this whole other line of characters that became the standard for that series forever. (laughs) I get it. Um, Sonic and tails, right? Like where tails can do the thing where he floats in the air with his tails, like just little things like that. I wish there was something, but there's not because it's, it's literally, as John said, like if I go buy X gun, then all of a sudden, 
with Ratchet, then all of a sudden Rivet has it the next time I play it with her and it's the exact same level and does everything that it did as Ratchet. And the same thing even down to like picking up abilities like for your boots. Like Ratchet eventually gets a thing with a kind of like a power glide thing. Go to the next level. Hey, Rivet's got that too. I don't know how she got it, why she got it, but she got it. And there it is. And like it's things like that where I'm like, I guess it's more so the player doesn't ever feel inconvenienced. Um, but I would have rather had them be different personalities in terms of gameplay. That's just me. But I really liked them as characters. <laughs> I mean, it looks like complete mayhem. And this was noted the first time I started watching somebody play it. Um, from the jump, way... Now, now the, in the first game that was in 2006, I think, um, it... it it was some chaos in the beginning because, mm-hmm. you know, it just happened that way. But this seems like it's like John mentioned before, it's almost layered and it's more everywhere all the time. Crazy chaos stuff. Um, so, I mean, was it challenging at all? Did you die? Like I've, I've, in my recent playthrough of Ratchet and Clank, I've died like several times. Some of it by me just walking off a ledge like a moron. But sometimes it's kind of hard to you figure out what you need to do. About the only time um, I guess you could say yeah, yeah. I in theory died would be if I screwed up a platforming thing trying to get to really something. You're just a gangster at shooting the guns and killing all the animals. I, I didn't find animals. the yeah, <laughs> I didn't find the difficulty as far as uh the you know combat to be that hard. It was kind of just keep moving and shooting and jumping. Yeah, and that that is I noticed that seemed to be the way you play Ratchet and Clank moving forward, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, John was easy for you. Yeah, you just got to get into, you know, kind of a, you just got to kind of get in a, into a rhythm with it. I mean, yeah. it could be jarring at first, but um, because the shooting, the, the shooting is not, it's it's a weird, it's a weird shooter. It's it's not, um, it's not like a third person over the shoulder kind of thing. It's not, uh, well, it's third person over the shoulder. It's not first person. She he 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 has complete free range of his movements while shooting. It, it's it's a little bit different than than what I typically play, so it takes a while to get used to. Yeah, uh, these riffs they look cool. Um, yeah, um, I, I I was I was surprised on how early they introduce them to you. I shouldn't have been. The game is called a rift apart. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty early that they're introduced to you. And then it's actually, if you think about it, it's pretty early when they really introduce them to you and you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I probably, if I play this game, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm setting this question up so you can answer it. Right. Guys. If, if I play this game, it's probably going to be, if I catch it like on a sale somewhere, Mm -hmm. um, only because I've missed the, the meta i missed the show i missed i didn't i wanted to literally finish ratchet and clank one and go into this i like comparing games like this that way um and it does come with a hefty price tag right now 69.99 um some complaints i've seen is the game's only about 14 16 hours it's not a long game with the flat i got about 18 to 20 somewhere in that 18 to 20 is why i guess and some people and i'm sometimes i'm in this camp you're kind of like, I don't want to pay 70 bucks for an 18 hour game. I'd much rather play, pay 70 bucks for a game like the Witcher, which my friend Chris has told me easy hundred hours. Like you feel, yeah. you know, you kind of want your money's worth, but 
moving forward, if uh, uh, a potential buyer right now doesn't want to fork out the 70 bucks and you catch it on X dollar amount of sale, what, what kind of, where do you put this as far as where you would buy it? Or if you're like, no, I'd buy it right now for 70 bucks again. Yeah, I would. I mean, do I think it's the greatest game ever? No, but I'm just, I'm sorry. I am not going to be one of those people that goes, it must be this amount of time. You know, like, sure, maybe if it was like a two-hour game and you came back and told me it was $70, I'd be like, uh. And I definitely get the point of arguing or debating like, hey, is it, was it a good idea to put this out at $70? That, that's a fair discussion, right? But yeah, if you're telling me, is it worth it? I'd be like, please tell me another game that looks right now from PlayStation 5 that looks as good as this right? It's a triple a game. Um, and I'm just not going to be this person that goes, well, it was only 15 hours. Uh, <laughs> how many games did we play 10 years ago when, you know, it was 60 bucks you're, yeah, per game, you're not wrong. which yeah. in theory makes it more expensive than it is today. You know, that were 10 to 15 hours. Like Bioshock isn't a 30, 40 hour game, but I gladly it's play not. that again. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't. I mean, yeah. there's always going to be some classics we play that aren't, you know, hefty in the hours, but it's, it is, the argument is valid. It's about when you come out of the experience, yeah. how do you, did you enjoy it? I mean, and yeah. who's to say what you value, what you spent on something you enjoyed, except yeah. for you. I think that's, that's what matters most is, are you having fun? Right? Like I, yeah. look, I'm going to a concert this fall. I paid a hundred bucks for it. It's three hours long. You know, I, I didn't sit there and go, well, it better yeah. be it better be three and a half hours or four hours to get my money. I'm going because I like that experience and I love those that band and I can't wait to hear those songs. Right? That's what I'm there you're, for. I'm for the memories, man. You're valid. You're you're that is a valid point. Yeah. But in a way, it's kind of like how John says we're moving goalposts just a hair. It's <laughs> it's still entertainment, so it fits under that umbrella. Or, or uh, but but it's an expected. It's a different type of expectation. It's, I don't know. I know. It, I I just look at it with everything like a book. Do I care that the first Harry Potter book is only like 250 pages, and that the last one is like a thousand nope. pages? I don't because they're really good books, right? They're fun. Yeah, I mean, I, no. I, like I said, these are great points. It's yeah. just, it's just a little different. Goal. We're like on a rugby goalpost now. It's fine. John, what, what were you going to say about, um, you know, buying it? You bought it digital. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I bought this digital. It's, it's something I ter- certainly don't mind having digital. I've got the other one digital um, because, because I just, I wasn't convinced that it's something I was going to give up and it's, it, I, it's something I'm going to go back to. Um, there's just a lot, you know, for that 15 hour experience. Um, it's ama- the, you, it, I don't know. That, that didn't used to be an issue. 10 years it, did, ago. it didn't. Yeah. It really didn't. And plus, and plus, this there's a portal. lot under the hood here. It's, yeah. it's it's not about quantity; it's quality. And when yeah. you're looking at a game like this, I mean, you feel like you're on a roller coaster ride. And and yeah. when a game does that for you, yeah, you know, game I, over. I, I like no pun intended, but game over, right? Like it's it's take my I money. Think I said the f word accidentally. Oh no, I didn't mean to. It, it wasn't. I wasn't intending to put that word out. <laughs> Okay. I'll, Did you? I got the time. I said I meant to say fork, and I it came out differently. That's fine. I enunciated it badly. I I've got the time, so we're good. Okay. Okay. 
Dang it, Joe. If, if he ends up does have an edit and we're we're here talking after the edit and we don't know he edited, it's gonna be funny. Yeah. Right. So so no so no, no worries. Me no uh, worries. How long have uh are, are we substantially covered this topic or is there anything else you boys want to add? Because I mean, it, there, you guys have not pointed out at least that maybe you have said it in this in this sense. You said this is the best looking game on PS5. Yeah. I don't think you've done it the justice on how these colors pop. No, it's like probably. This, oh my god! It, it's like the biggest compliment I can give it is that after looking at this, I'm I'm in my mind going, man, if you're gonna make a Sonic game on Series X or PS5, if you're gonna make, you know, even if at some point Nintendo is doing through Switch Pro or whatever, if they can, or I guess uh, whatever comes after Switch Pro, right? Like, or um. Just anything that can look Pixar-esque. This is the kind yeah. of quality I expect now, right? Like, it can't just be simplified. I, I want you to be able to go all out and make something as cool-looking as this in terms of graphics. Because, I mean, we've been wanting these kind of ideas forever. Like, whether first it was like 2D cartoons, whether, you know, when we go back to Ori and all that, um, and Cuphead, right? And now it's, I want the next thing, which is 3D animation. And this feels like it's arrived. And I want everyone who has a character that could fit in 3D animation to take advantage of it going forward. John? I mean, that's fair. That's fair. John's messing with his audio. Yeah, I'm back, I think. Kind of. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. You're substantially lower than you were, but yeah. it's fine. We can, we can fix it in post. Just mark. Oh, once How's again, that? Mark, that's way better. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I got to take advantage of the year warranty, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if uh, if anybody from Sure is listening, um, yeah, but, tighten that up. Um, I, I mean, I do have a couple of knocks. I think, I think, I think I can agree with Chris on the lack of variation between the characters. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I mean, it, it's 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 tricky. It, it's always tricky with gameplay when you when you. I'm sure that they were probably mulling around whether to actually make those types of changes, but I think I think it comes down to making sure that Rivet and Ratchet don't ever visit any of the same worlds, so that the gameplay surrounding them is utilized with the the upgrades that they separately would have, ideally speaking. So there's a, there's a lot of gameplay and, and development that goes into doing that kind of thing. It could very well have been a very different game than what they ended up with. Had they decided that that's how they wanted to go. I think it's a valid criticism. Um, it's, it can be jarring sometimes. Um, but I think they just relied on the, on the narrative of the game, the fun of the game to sort of keep you from, breaking i don't know reality with that kind of idea you don't think about it all the time mm-hmm. um but but for, but for me in the first game the ps4 game i i tended to enjoy ratchet i'm sorry um clank's mini game in sort of side quests a little bit more than i did this one there's a particular thing that uh that ratchet i'm sorry that that uh clank has to do as sort of a side quest 
that I just found completely derivative and boring. Um, so that to me, are you talking about just, um, his puzzles? Yeah, I just I, I did you know, not I did not enjoy them. The only part about that I enjoyed was Gary. Yeah, Gary is the best part of those puzzles. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Like, and you know me, I'm a puzzle guy, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were really hard. I was just like, right. okay, this is. It, it reminded me of. Um, did you ever play Lemmings way way back on like PlayStation days and stuff like that? Those games where you just mm-hmm. like have tons of these lemmings and the the idea is to get them through a level uh, as many as you can alive like that's what it reminded me of and th- i almost feel like th- their commitments to the puzzles shown through when one time i was doing one of them and i paused and i realized on the menu that there's an option to just skip the puzzle and i was like oh well apparently you guys didn't think a lot about these if you're just being like hey skip this if it's too hard i guess it's it's they looked cool. Yeah. I just was not in the I don't know, man. I just wasn't in the mood. Whenever it happened, I was like, okay, let's just get through this. I will say, and I can't remember the little character's name. Glitch. But what was it? Glitch. Glitch. Yeah. That part's I, a lot better. That that th- those segments. So Sean, there's this there's these segments in the game where you have this new friend. She kind of she's she's this little tool that goes into systems to kill viruses and you go into the system as her and you shoot these viruses and all these things you're like this little spider creature it's she's absolutely adorable um i would love to have like a mini dlc of her doing all these things that sounds really cool it's some of the coolest i mean the shooting mechanics were awesome in that particular section of the game i always looked forward to doing those so that maybe that was kind of a trade-off. Um, it's like they they put more time and more effort into those because I just thought those were absolutely super fun. It was fun um, to was navigate the world in that because you would, you know, it, it works like true circuitry, circuitry in the sense of like you're going and all of a sudden you're walking up the wall and then walking mm-hmm. in zero G, like hanging upside down, right? And going yep. around to navigate to get to a platform to press a button to open up a shield. And then shoot the thing below you. So it was just like, yeah, uh, I agree. Like, like that level, uh, and it takes two. Would mean you were in space or whatever. Remember little that bit, one? A little bit. A little bit. It's probably. I'm with you, John. It's the one point of any kind of puzzle or gimmick where I was like, wow, they really pushed this out all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was looking Plus, for I that mean, with it, the riffs, and I don't think I got that, unfortunately. Yeah, but <laughs> it's partly due it, not only the gameplay of that those segments, but it's the it's the character of mm-hmm. what's her name again? Glitch. 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 She's so charming, and she she's is. so likable. She's so she so wants to please, you know, Ratchet. You know, it, she's she, she's just a great little character. I got such a kick out of her. It was so great. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> um, I guess we could wrap this up. Hey, eh? never what? Oh, unless John has more to say. Um, but uh, for me, I thought about my Richard on this, and I waned. <laughs> I bet you did because I'm with the uh, I'm with John. Like he is right. The best points of this game are say that again. He's right in the sense that the best part of this game it's it's kind of similar to. I wouldn't say last of us, but more so uncharted where some of the best moments of those games were 
when you yourself aren't doing that much. It's just more of watching the spectacle that they could put Nathan Drake going through <laughs> as it in like you hit maybe a couple buttons on the screen, right? Uh, during that process. And it's the same here. Like, you know, I don't, it's not like the rail scenes are that incredibly hard. It's pretty obvious when you actually need to jump, right? But going through that world and seeing what's going on around you as you're jumping in the chaos, that's the fun part. That's what makes it sell. And then on top of that, um, the other strong, the the big strong point to me is just characters, um, mainly the four main ones, and then also I I enjoyed the villain in this a lot more than I enjoyed it in the uh, 2015 Ratchet and Clank, um, without spoiling too much. Uh, so I, I I would rather that character come back for a future one if they're gonna do some callbacks here, because <laughs> I would like to see where that character ended up, but um. Regardless, yeah, while that's the high to me, it's just on the other hand, I'm like, okay, it's an early console generation game. I get it. It's not going to be the best or most transformative thing ever, Um, and that's fine. Uh, I just wish there had been a little bit more to certain things, mainly the riffs and and Rivet herself. Uh, And if there had been, I might have been a little bit higher on it. But regardless, I think it's a really enjoyable time. Uh, Great for kids. Uh, So I would say eight is my Richard. I give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. That's a pretty pretty yeah. decent one. Yeah. John? John's giving us a look like he's contemplating if he wants to give John's one. John's like, dang it, I was going to say 8, but now I'm going to No, I, I've, I'd settled on this. Um, I'd settled this on this last night, and I'm, I'm definitely at a 9 here. I just think that the production value and the story and the characters and the gameplay are just too top-notch. I mean, you, you know, there's some... There's some threads you can pull, you know, on, on this, on this whole thing. And, and, and to, to many, they could be very glaring, but I just think the, the package overall is just, it, this game's just too good. Um, you know, I just, I, I would just give this a nine for sure. You know, is it in my, is, is it, is it potential top five? I don't know yet. Yeah. I just know it's a nine. That's how, that's just how I feel. Nine. Well, all right. Eight and nine. Those are two yeah, good so, scores. If you uh, take those in half and double it. Uh, d- no, that, no. That's <laughs> divided. That's an eight five, team. boys. And, and Chris, to answer your question, where I'm at is I'm looking for the um, I'm looking for the map for the dimensionator. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you're, so you're not I'm too like far right off. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Which is always the case, it seems. Right. <laughs> I was wondering if I was going to be, and then all of a sudden... Um, there was one place I got to that showed me like when you do the side quest, it gives you the thing that kind of shows you where all the uh, collectibles and side items are. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, now this just got 10 times easier. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to do some news? For show. Sure. Okay. Pausing. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. No, <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, we're gonna bring you some some news in the video game world. Um, hats off to our news team who, who brings this to us every week and and has it ready for the show. Thank and you, news team. Never any technological issues. 
No, what are you talking about? So, uh, I tell you what, John, you're a fan favorite amongst those uh, listeners who, you know, remember, I don't know, unions and whatnot. Uh, So why don't you tell us about what EA has in store for some fan favorites? Well, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, it's time for a revival. A revival. I I say a revival. (laughs) I see what you're doing. A fan favorite. Uh, Rumors are spreading uh, that EA will announce the revival. Get this, Sean, of a, of a fan favorite uh, at the upcoming EA Play Live event. GamesBeat's Jeff Grubb indicated that EA Motive was working on an established IP. And Eurogamer has officially corroborated that, that rumor. It is rumored for the game to be revived on July 22nd at EA Play Live. Grubb is quoted as saying, we're going to see it if we're not dead first. <gasps> Now, nobody knows what that means, but many have taken this as a cue that Dead Space is the established IP, which would melt one's co- one co-host's uh, brain, who will go unnamed here. EA Motive was the studio behind Star Wars Squadrons and revealed that their next game was something pretty special. Chris, what do you think this is? Obviously, John, they are bringing back Fight Night. Uh, it's been about 12 years since Fight Night 4. It's classic. Everyone loves it. Um, you know, and I'm just waiting. I can't wait to play Fight Night Five. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if uh, I, I'm. Look, I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but I am sure that it is uh, that it is Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space, and I don't know if you guys remember from the games if you played them. Uh, one of the one of the issues with the with the story, I don't say issues, but one of the issues that Isaac Clark would come in contact with is the church of unitology if this game does not get announced i'm going to form the church of unitology oh i'm going to travel to other planets find beacons or markers as they call them and i'm going to resurrect these alien monsters and this is not going to go well oh no but i mean how cool would that be if if i get my dead space at this point i don't care if it's just remasters of the of the three games i'll take what i can get well, I'll tell you this, and this is just a piece of advice. One, get excited, because that's what we do. <laughs> Two, um, lower it'll your be a expectations. Small, it, lower your expectations. And it'll yeah, also sure. be three, um, if you continued that click that you were doing, uh, there might be a small group of people who are going to revive on you and come at you, bro. Uh, I was going to be the head charge of those. That's funny. <laughs> But I, I, you know, I'm going to pull a classic John here and say, thanks for asking me what I think is coming back. You know, no, I'm not sure what you think. Just ask Chris directly, you know, because, hey, Sean, I don't, care, I don't care about EA games. What What do you think is coming back? I think it's clearly Dead Space. Like, <laughs> oh, they okay. wouldn't have said what they said without it. Um, It just oh, makes okay. sense. It, you know, it just it just makes sense. I would have said a couple of years ago, no way, but they did make a new skate game or they are making a new skate game. I did not think we'd ever get that from EA. So if that's possible, maybe, maybe. Well, well they're bringing back college football. If that had not already been announced yeah. and do- talked about it at length, I would have said maybe that that's a fan favorite, obviously. Please let that um, be what it is. It's just, they're talking <laughs> about college football <laughs> and EA Moto is like, yep, we finally got Kurt Herbstreet back in the booth. <laughs> if it's not dead space, that was a poor tweet. Yeah. Or the quote, wherever that came from, that was, why'd you like, why'd you do that? If that's not what it is. Plans. 
versus zombies is finally back, folks. Wait, where did it go? I, I see it all the time on my Xbox Games yeah. Pass. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of returns. Yeah, something we haven't seen on a storefront in a while. Right. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has returned to the PlayStation Store after being away for 186 days. That's like almost half a year. Um, if not, I'm not sure. However, Sony has cautioned players that could still experience performance pro- uh, problems. That could improve over the course of the year as promises have been made that the version will continue to see fixes. A tweet from PlayStation reads, quote, Cyberpunk 2077 is now available on the PlayStation Store. Work on the PlayStation 4 version uh, continues with fixes and updates to be released throughout the year. For the best experience on PlayStation, playing on a PS4 Pro or PS5 console is recommended. It is clear that Sony has received assurances that fixes will continue to be made. Cool. Uh, you know, and we, we brought this up the other day, somebody on, was it my stream or your stream, Chris, where they mentioned they were firing up the update for cyberpunk. Uh, and we were like, huh. It's been yours. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were in the discord hanging out with me, right? Yeah. And I think I saw a thing today where they're like, well, is it better? And pretty much what they did on the base PS4 version is they removed a large chunk of the people on the street and the traffic, especially when you're driving <laughs> and that's how it runs nicer now, I guess, or maybe more stable is the better way to say, I don't know. Don't buy that game yeah. there unless you have a PS five folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of games, we, we have more new possible games that we want to talk about. Um, and this is from, from the folks over at WB Montreal. Uh, we haven't even seen Gotham Knights, and we're getting word that WB Montreal is looking to start up a brand new AAA game. While the Gotham Knights game is currently wrapping up production, never PC Games. Uh, is, do I say it? PC Games in? Is that how it? That's how you say it? I've never heard this word in my life. PC Games in has spotted a job listing that might give insight into what they are up to next. A listing for senior gameplay. Animation programmer sinks talented individuals to uh, work with its game dev team responsible for uh, a new IP. The ad goes on to say that WB Games Montreal is focused and developing, I'm sorry, on developing games that expand the DC universe in the interactive space. Nice. No one knows what to expect from this new project. Thoughts, prayers? People are talking about a Wonder Woman game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that could be cool. That could be really cool. It's what I wish and dream for. Yeah, just so we'll, <laughs> well, there currently is a DC superheroes game that uh, should be next week's topic, but I don't want to put John on the spot like that. IGN gave it a six. I thought could, you were. Uh, WGC whoa, could give whoa, it a whoa. seven. Hold on, hold on. Are you trying to say that you are being affected that your that your devotion to something willing to check out is being curved by a review. No, up- just take it as a statement of fact. Yeah. IG well, then go six. get it. It's your game of the year. We know it. I'll go back. <laughs> we I know went, it in our hearts. I went back to the episode of Most Anticipated Games, and I edited it in for you that DC Superhero Girl High School was your most anticipated game. Because I knew in your heart it was. 
We knew. <laughs> you know, much like Doug Bowser responded about Switch rumors, John, I need you to respond right now. I really do. To what's happening right now? <laughs> in, in your heart, yes. <laughs> yes. How you're being forced to get this game. <laughs> Well, I I just this to me this was a comedy bit that just went way too far. Dude, the fans it's too want late it. now. It's almost like we stopped news and we're now on an episode of like intervention where it was like, no, you don't understand. The game is at your doorstep already. Right. How about Play this? It. Is how about this is my Horizon Zero Dawn? It, it could be. Hey. You know what? But to keep that bit going, you got to keep saying how much you can't wait to play it. I can't wait. And you, then you have to own it's it. In the rapper. You have till you have episode, to own it. You have yeah. till episode three fifty to own and beat that game. What episode are we on now? Three, twelve, or thirteen? Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, for the three hundred fiftieth episode, I will, I will talk about this game. Oh, you, you heard it here, folks. Somebody's going to keep us to that, and that's going to be hilarious. Right. But enough about me. Let's yeah, talk let's, about Doug Bowser. The greatest video game name ever. Pivot. Of so, a real while, person. So this is, uh, this is regarding his uh, addressing, once again, the uh, Switch Pro rumors. Uh, while he wouldn't confirm or deny, Doug Bowser, president of Nintendo of America, as if you didn't know, has responded to continued reports of an upgraded hardware. Quote, <clears throat> We are always looking at technology and how technology can enhance, can, can enhance gameplay experiences. It's not technology for technology's sake. It's how specifically can technology enhance a gameplay experience? And then where do you apply that technology? Do you want to apply it on current existing hardware or platforms, or do you want to wait for the next platform? And then what's the right gameplay experience with that? There's a host of factors <clears throat> that go into it, and it's something we've all, we're always looking at, end quote. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is a load of BS. I, I don't think so. I think he's given us a lot of clues, but it's not what we want to hear. Well, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't want to hear anything at this point. I honestly don't think that this is a thing. Really, something that's on there. I don't. I don't. I think they've. I think it was gonna happen, but I, at this point, if you're selling the way the the the, the switch is selling and for obvious reasons I understand. So we can put that caveat in place. Nintendo continues to be the top selling console every month so far, maybe the exception of one month, possibly. Um, They're looking at their spreadsheets and going, do we need this? I don't guess we do. Why don't we just table it for a couple of years? I, I, it would not surprise me if that's what's happening right now, particularly in the climate that we're in with hardware being a problem. Yeah. I, I think um, if it's happening, it's simply, I think the main thing is the climate that happened unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. I really so, do. I just, the hints he's giving, he's asking, he's, he's saying technology for technology's sake. When do we implement that technology? So they're having conversations at Nintendo, whether they're going to even launch this thing in the next year. They're actually, I think they're discussing it. I think they're going, I don't see why the, I don't see what the point is. It's 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 not beneficial to us when we're still leading in the console markets, um, and there's no reason for us to upgrade when nobody really see. If that's the truth, they're not they're not thinking like champions. Champions always want to continue to be at the top. You don't want to settle, you know. Mm-hmm. All right here comes Coach Saban. All right, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how, why not grab the bull by its horns and keep leading the charge and keep letting Sony and Microsoft do what they do. And you just you launch Breath of the Wild two with a brand new Switch Pro. I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. I, I'm going to hold out hope, John. You have you have let go of hope, sir. 
I see it and I hear it. Not me. It's coming. I mean, there's there's no hope for me because Metroid Prime doesn't exist. <laughs> but you have Metroid Dread. It's a lie. I well, think I don't, you know, I, don't well, need a, I don't need a Switch Pro for that. Well, you don't um you don't have a Metroid Dread uh, amiibo, so I'm I'm still sorry about that. Jeez. I know you hate humans. Hate humans. so bad. There um there's no part of me that doesn't think this doesn't exist. It exists. I -hmm. think it's obviously been affected by the pandemic uh, as far as when they were going to announce and put this out there. But I've said before, I'm like, if you're putting it out in October and you know, you're not going to have that many of them, why would you hype it up? Wait, as you said, it's selling right now. Switches are selling. Don't give people a stupid excuse for three or four months when you only really have one game in that period coming of, of huge note that's coming next Friday. Right. Um, unless there's something I'm just overlooking. I don't think there is anything until the fall though. Right. Um, as far as mm-hmm. first party, if that's your case, then just wait. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. like the last week of September say, Hey, yes, this is a option that we are putting out there in the market. It will be out the first week of November for those who are there and it will be limited quantities and you should expect that and no, this is not about to be to become the only version of switch. This is just an option out there for our most hardcore fans. Right. And then go from there. Cause I don't think this is ever, I, I do agree. Like it's not going to be the kind of like similar to the pro in the series X or I'm sorry, the one X it's not going to be the most dominant form of the console out there, which means while they will do things with it similar to like the 3ds pro or whatever it was back in the day i don't think it's going to be something that is overutilized um and pushed it's just it, it'll be something that's nice for the sake that it probably yeah. won't be that hard to get 4k resolutions on it right or at least 2k I, resolution i mean it's the same like we don't we didn't need the ps4 pro yeah but no, then and then they started saying it runs better on PS4 Pro because they were like, let's sell these things. Mm. Yeah, it's it's but, a all that crap is BS in the beginning. You don't need. I mean, it's a nice thing. To, yeah, and then you end up being a gamer and you're like, I gotta have no, that thing. Like, I think the hardcore like us, yeah, we would. But I'm more so like people who are looking at us, like for instance, with the PS5, and they're us. The way we've kind of been like, well, we only what exclusives do we have to play play on this? I haven't thought of it in that sense for the majority of people. The majority of people in my mind are I've had a PS4 basic PS4 since some point between 2013 and 2016 is probably when I got it. And I've been riding that hot mess and the limitations of it to 2021. I'd rather just have the nice new console to play my Fortnite and all that. Yeah. You know, that's where they're at. And I think that's, yeah. you know, riding if, this hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what he said. You know, whatever comes next for Nintendo, I would imagine if you're this person who got on Switch on day one, you'll probably, that'll be the moment where you're like, well, why do you want the new Nintendo thing? You're like, well, you know, no offense, but this Nintendo hot mess has been holding me back for, you know, a couple of years now, and I'm ready to to upgrade to the next thing. The the non-pessimistic John thinks that this is coming out in tandem with Breath of the Wild 2, even though it's not called Breath sense. of the Wild 2. 
in March Ooh. of 2022. Dream that's day. what I think is that's that's what I think is their ideal plan. I, th- I think they have figured out that holiday console launches aren't really a thing that people need to worry about anymore. I mean, Nintendo Switch proved that you can launch your console pretty much any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not, it's not going to have any hindrance on, on your ability to sell units. So I, I think, I think it's coming out five years to the month mm-hmm. that the original switch with breath of the wild came out. I think that's really, I think they want to book. I think they want to bookmark it that way, whether they're able to get it done by 2022 in March. That's the question. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they're shooting for that. Well, my prediction is that's going to launch with Boyanetta 3. You, you, you screwed up my pivot because I was going to say, well, that may be a question, John. This also might be your question. And it's where is Bayonetta 3? Not Boyanetta or whatever. I'm going by what it's titled in the news. I know it is. It's titled Boyanetta, but we're professionals. And we don't say Boyanetta on a podcast. We are not covering up. <laughs> for Boyanetta because that's just not, a gem you call out the news team sir you're walking on thin ice because the technical team is in my scope right now and you don't want that <laughs> you have right. no power here Bayonetta 3 was first announced at the Game Awards back in 2017 so it's uh, since we've heard any substantial update on the game according to Nintendo the game is well, progressing well, despite its absence from E3 this year. According to Bill Trinan at Nintendo, we like to show things when we're ready to show them. (laughs) And certainly we like to show things when the developers are ready to show them. We didn't have it at E3, but stay tuned. Yeah, thanks for showing Metroid Prime 4 back in 2017. Yeah, really? Right. Really? (laughs) Just come. It's ready to show. Whatever, dudes. Things get delayed. Because of COVID, That's but then things get advanced. It's so weird, though. I'm I'm sorry, Sean. I did it again. He did. I overlapped your pivot. You just and gotta. It was a, good just, one. It was a gotta, really good you one. Got to talk. You know, you got to hear yourself, talk. and you can't even hear yourself in the headphones. But you got to hear. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, it's the mic. I can't. I need the mic. <laughs> if I'm gonna talk crap, say it right, Sean. So, I mean, Ben Platinum is a weird development studio because. It seems that in 2017, they announced this game, but since that time, they've released 137 games. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make that money to make I mean, Bayonetta. They, they've, they've, Devil May Cry. Um, what, was the, uh, what, what was my game of the year? Uh, Astral Chain. You know, all these, all these games, like a remaster of Wonderful 101. They've done a lot of stuff and that I'm that I haven't even mentioned. So it's just it's they are just the weirdest development studio. And obviously they have got multiple teams, but it's just so strange that they're I I would love to get inside their work schedule and and see how they do what they do. They they're just it's so strange that all the things that they've put out as far as products over the years since the since announcing Bayonetta 3, why we don't have anything to see. That's that. That is just the strangest thing to me. I believe them when they say it's still in development. Um, I think you know. I think Bayonetta three is a game that could potentially sell very well on the Switch. Mm. Um, so I don't think they're going to give that up. But that's just that's not any advanced knowledge that I have. 
Yeah, I see what you did there. That's Speaking professional. Of <laughs> Speaking of things that definitely advanced, John. The Castlevania. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, no, I'm sorry. no, you didn't. I was going to say, could you just elaborate on that? And you did. Right. So. The Castlevania Advanced Collection has made an appearance <laughs> on the Australian ratings board. What does that mean? Um, see, Australia has a ratings board. And <laughs> they were on showed... it. <laughs> <laughs> this hints at the possibility that we might be getting releases slash hopefully remasters. That's not going to happen uh, of the classic Castlevania games on the Game Boy Advance. This collection would most likely include Castlevania Circle of the Moon, which is not canon, as I recall. Uh, Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance and Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Um, this collection would be in line with 2019's Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which, feature, which features many of the classic 8 and 16-bit adventures. There's no way this is a remaster. Konami's not awesome like that, but um, it would really be great to get these in remaster form. Hopefully, you know, this would also include, well, it's not going to include it, but what everybody really wants, and Aria Sorrow is kind of attached to this series but the ds series of symphony of the night style games nerd tell me about it (laughs) (laughs) what i love about this is if if you're a new listener you have no idea how much this man loves his castlevania if you're a loyal richard you've been around you've been around you you know and you just heard it in his voice he wants it badly to be a remaster he just knows it's so bad but I'll take them as is. They're great games. That's all I'm trying to say. Should I play them finally? No, you wouldn't like them. Yeah, I just shut it down. But I love. I Ori. mean, you can play. You can play. Um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night on Switch. Like, the, yeah. If well, no, <laughs> not at all. Hot garbage. It's it's got to be free to. It used to be on Games Pass. I don't know if it is anymore. But if you like that, then yeah, go for the other ones. But if you don't like that. That's what these games are, basically. Okay. Well, I, what I do like is virtual reality. Yeah, you do. So, and the last piece of news I'm bringing this week, which is not the last piece of news, I get to say something about PSVR. Dose. A new report is claiming that Sony plans to launch PSVR 2. Um, they're aiming for a release of this mythical holiday season, but not of 2021, rather. than It's going to be 2022. It's not too bad. Uh, the report comes by way of Bloomberg, which also is making the claim that the successor will use Samsung OLED panels within the headset, which would be fantabulous. Uh, hopefully a new resident. No, my God. Um, a new resident evil game will launch with the system so that I, Sean, can christen the set on Twitch, where John has previously, along with several of you, Richards, watched me play that game again. And I completely forgot everything. And I was a nervous wreck the whole time. Uh, I I shared this I shared the Twitch stream on YouTube. It's already got a hundred million views. We're, dude, are we uh, are we going viral? Like, what's up? Yep. But it wouldn't. It doesn't matter anymore because the Twitch stream, Chris can't get it to work. It's true. It's true. True. So all that momentum. Yeah, gone. just couplet. But what Chris I threw you guys a line and yeah yeah we just blew it. They blew it. Um, what he's not gonna blow finally <laughs> this week. <laughs> finally. Uh-huh this week i was gonna set you up but you just you just blew that chris so p hines <laughs> is sorry while starfield was recently in glory 
gloriously, yeah, I can't say that word, (laughs) revealed at the Xbox showcase at E3, the revelation of an Xbox and PC exclusive left many fans outraged online. Uh, Pete Hines wants you to know he understands, and he's sorry, boo. Uh, quote, I don't know how to allay the concerns of PlayStation 5 fans other than to say, well, I'm a PlayStation 5 player as well, and I've played games on that console, and there's games I'm going to continue to play on it. All I can really say is I apologize because I'm certain that's frustrating to folks, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Suck it up, Buttercup, and get on with your lives. It's on... PC, it's on your Xboxes. There's like 200 million freaking PC players in the world, by the way, that do video games. So if you want, like, you know, the largest base for people to play games, put your game on PC. That's what I would say. Well, do you think Phil Spencer called? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Okay. The the dog messed up my mic again. But uh, can you imagine that Phil Spencer called Pete Hines and goes, what was that? I think, he <laughs> why are you apologizing? That. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he's like, probably just went, Hey, go tell him you feel sorry for him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just evil Phil. I just, I don't know. Whenever I've seen this, like over the past week, I'm like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. I don't get it. And it makes it, I'm like, this happens in games happens all the freaking time why is this different because you i mean i I don't know i I hate it i'm like hey did i cry when street fighter went exclusive to playstation no i didn't (laughs) oh yeah but people cried when destiny got an early release date yeah on playstation i mean it do it's become the norm but we come from an era where we didn't cry about things like this yeah chris is what it is did I cry when Insomniac got bought out? Did I cry when Spider-Man, which had always been on every console, all of a sudden wasn't on Xbox for this new one? And it's the best one that was ever made? It's, I mean, come on. It does not matter what you, it is. I think you did cry to us. I did not. You know what I did? <laughs> I bought it on my PlayStation 5. <laughs> and yeah, you did. was anyone crying when Sony was trying to buy Starfield? Which is came out. You know, that's the thing I don't get. <laughs> they were trying to make this thing exclusive to less people out there where it would have been screw you, Xbox, and screw you, PC. It's only on PlayStation. So that's why I'm like, he doesn't have to apologize for anything. But I'm I'm thankful they did because I'm sure he's a nice guy. Well, that's you see 313. How that came to a, <laughs> you came to a... Uh... A screeching halt on news right there. That that sums up today in a nutshell, boys. Um, jokes. Inside jokes. Inside jokes. Love is in the air. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for news. Again, thank you, news team, for putting that together. That's some good stuff. It fits in with our narrative that we try to write here on Weekly Game Chat, which is bring the people what they need to hear, even though they don't, they don't know it. That's, a, that's on T-shirts and coffee mugs everywhere. Um, but yeah, Chris, if, if we're all good to button this on up, you know, weren't we going to just button it up here? Are we buttoning up everything here? Well, I mean, I know we're not, I know we're not, I know we're tabling one thing this week. Yeah. But why, why would I not just button up everything right here? Why not? 
Yeah. So this has been a, a hard day for us in terms of technical issues. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's episode 313, even though yeah, Chris said it right. was 312. Right. Um, so yeah, at this point, you, you're going to start hearing music fade in because in post-production, the magic of that happens. <laughs> but uh, we thank you for listening, obviously. Wherever you get your podcasts, you know, downloads, I, why don't you leave us a review once if you haven't done that already? Make it a five. Make it the highest thing they can give you. You can give. I'm a robot. Um, <laughs> if you don't want to leave a five because that one time, that one thing we did made you mad, leave us a four. You mean like Italy. when we didn't have a live stream? And it yeah. Just <laughs> I finally listened to him and want to do live stream and blah, blah, blah. We're kidding, of course. We we love you guys. We like seeing you and interacting too. Uh, but yeah, leave us some kind words, if you will. That helps people find the show. Uh, and yeah, until we speak again, this is where I generally say to Chris and John, both my homies, I say game on to Chris and game on to John. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Uh, if you're like, wait a minute, there has been no... Oh, John's got it. Sorry. <laughs> Did that on purpose and it worked. I love it. Say it, John. Game you got to because music's playing. Uh, emails and uh, Twitch hopefully resumes next week. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life.